0: Girl. and you got me <laughs> oh, honey honey you pop me candy go you got
1: me you I'm Elena
0: I'm Grant
1: and this is sex Archie, Archie.
0: Chad McMurray had a farm eIEIO oh that's right. We are a Riverdale Recap podcast and we are here talking about chapter 60, the big 60, Dog Day Afternoon uh by Ace Hassan and Greg Murray and directed by Greg Smith. It's it's Greg it's, Smith. It's
1: Gregory Smith the boy.
0: Former teen star of Everwood. Yes. Current adult director of uh, <laughs> Riverdale and other television shows. Who goes
1: by Greg now. Yeah. He, yeah yeah yeah
0: is he still an expert pianist
1: i don't know if he ever actually was he might have used a hand double
0: is he still friends with mr jurassic world
1: uh chris pratt
0: yeah that's the one
1: i don't know i i do wonder
0: but anyway in this episode of riverdale we do not get an opening narration so we're lost to the winds i don't know how to start this recap
1: it's because jughead's no longer in riverdale
0: it's symbolic it doesn't end with narration either
1: no! Uh. So, we we open on Archie Boxen.
0: He's sparring with Reggie for once. Oh,
1: that's who it was? Okay. Yeah. Mad Dog comes in, scolding his younger brother, Malcolm. Malcolm. We find out he's been hanging out at this arcade.
0: Mm-hmm. The with, Wipeout Arcade, which is crawling with dealers and fiends. and,
1: and, and Yeah, it's a bad place, and, and he shouldn't be there. And, uh... Bad Dog points out the fact, like, weren't we going to turn this place into a community center? We need a community center.
0: And then Archie gives a bit of a guilt trip saying, well, yeah, but things came up.
1: Like my father dying. But, you know, if this is
0: going to be a community center, I think those should probably have fewer bloodstains visible. Maybe. Everywhere.
1: (laughs) That might help. Also, get rid of the lead paint and the constant dust in the air.
0: Mm-hmm. Those would help. But it makes the lighting so nice. <laughs>
1: True. But yes, Archie's like, yeah, okay, yeah. We, this is the thing we should do. Uh, so then we we go uh, to what's the name of this preppy school?
0: Stonewall.
1: Yes, Stonewall, where Jughead is being moved into his dorm.
0: His with- dorm with exposed brick and stained glass windows.
1: It looks very churchy.
0: It's a cathedral to the arts. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, And so Jellybean and and FP and Betty are with him. FP can tell that uh, Betty and him need an alone moment. So he's going to take Jellybean to buy some triple bubble. Yeah. This is
0: the superior universe. They have one more bubble than we do. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
1: Screw that double bubble.
0: It's one and a half times as good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Jughead and Betty have a little moment yeah. about he's going to be okay. He's all like, you know, think of this as your break from me because we're going to be in it for the long haul and it's very cute. Yeah. Yes. So, uh then over at I don't know whose house we were in, but <laughs> Archie and Veronica.
0: It's it's at the the Pembroke. Oh, okay. It's Veronica's place.
1: Uh so so Veronica's talking about how she couldn't sign uh, the documents to change her name she still wants to but she needs to you know figure out who she wants to be yeah she's not sure she wants to be gomez and archie needs to rush off because he has a meeting with miss weiss about turning the gym into you know community center and i'm like wow, well, you got that appointment really fast um and veronica's like oh well do, do i'll come with you do we need to leave now no, we have time. Let me take off all my clothes that this, I just put on.
0: This is why Veronica hasn't finished the paperwork. When would she find the time? Because
1: every time they talk about anything, <laughs> they just say, no, you know what? We still have time for sex. They have sex Let's three have times sex. a day. And I'm like... And
0: nobody gets any business done. That That's what's holding <gasps> up Archie. It's not his dad's funeral. It's all the dang sex. That's why there's no community well, center. Well, here's
1: the problem. They could just have a nice quickie. Yeah. They could leave most of their clothes on but and no, just they, go, like, bang it out. They but have to no. license
0: a song from whoever the teens are into They gotta these take days. off all their
1: clothes. They gotta have a cuddle. Expose what you need to expose and go bang. Okay? Yeah. That's how we do things efficiently.
0: Some of that truck stop romance. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> You know, there's nothing wrong with it every once in a while.
0: okay i'm gonna just make some notes
1: (laughs) i'm just saying they don't got a lot of time they're a little overstretched they can make things work better yeah they're just not using their time efficiently
0: can we use some time efficiently
1: we're busy right now uh so uh back at stonewall Mm Hmm. so uh jughead is getting settled into his room yes and guess who's there
0: Moose Marmaduke Mason is back in action. He
1: he is a student there and mm-hmm. we we get his story about what happened. Uh well first they're very excited to see each other, yes. which is nice. Yes. Uh and we find out that after his, his dad was arrested for, for for
0: being the Gargoyle King, even know. though he wasn't like the final realist Gargoyle King, he was still a Gargoyle
1: yes. King. Um you know, things kind of went crazy, and he had a bit of a nervous breakdown. You know, once things calmed down, it was decided the best thing to do is to start fresh. Yeah. So he, he came to, took a year off and came to this school to start new.
0: And, you know, just more evidence that you don't actually have to be smart to be in the elite schooling <laughs> uh, community.
1: You just need money. I,
0: I don't know where the money came from in this case, but...
1: But everyone doesn't know this. Yes. So he's like, you got to, you know, keep it a secret, especially, especially around Brett, who just happens to be behind them and is one of their other roommates.
0: Now, at this point, I'm wondering, like, what is he so embarrassed about? Are, are, are they just a bunch of homophobes? Because, like, whose dad isn't a convicted killer in the Tri-County area? <laughs>
1: I, I feel like that is it, and he just, like, he he doesn't realize that it's that common <laughs> to have a serial killer father. Yeah,
0: yeah. And he wasn't even a real ce- serial killer. He just dressed as one to do homophobic bullying. He yeah. was, he's actually one of the better dads, sadly enough. <laughs> somehow.
1: Somehow. <laughs> so, uh, over at this meeting with Miss Wise... They're, they're talking about their plan for it being a community center. Um, and they're like, well, what are you going to do? You guys are in school. Well, Keller's going to be there. Sher- Former Sheriff Keller is going to be mm-hmm. running the reins during the day.
0: We're going to give our friend's dad a job.
1: Yep, because he already hangs around here enough. We might as well pay him. Miss <laughs> Wise talks about how, like, this this is a great idea. But, you know, when was the last time this death hole had an inspection? <laughs> um, there's probably a lot of upgrades that have to happen to get it up to code.
0: Wasn't this building condemned and sitting abandoned for like a few years?
1: Yes. So that's, you know, something they gotta look into and
0: also a second bathroom. Yes. It's very important.
1: Well, you know, if you're going to open it up to children, mm-hmm. you'd need more bathrooms. So, uh we go visit uh Charles and Betty. Yeah, uh, let's
0: talk about Charles's forward operating base. Yes. It looks like uh, a less used area inside a library.
1: Yes, it does.
0: Yeah, yeah. It really does. That should be the community center, honestly, this this FBI outpost.
1: They have tracked down the place that Edgar's cult is hanging out at.
0: Yeah, the, the new farm home is in this abandoned hotel resort. Yes. That they found through some of Kevin's intelligence.
1: Yes. And it is owned by a follower and they've like sent someone to be a spy to deliver Mm -hmm. some pizzas. And Because they
0: have daily pizza parties. Yes. I would like to join some sort of body horror cult, please. Yeah. Because I want 10 pepperoni and 10 cheese pizzas every single day. Thank you very much. Don't you want other
1: toppings in there? Wouldn't that get really boring if it's just cheese and pepperoni?
0: Well, with a group that large, you do have to keep in mind, you know, the the lowest common denominator. And I'm willing to make those sacrifices for my community. But
1: but remember how, like, at your job, they have birthday cake, and they always get carrot cake every month, and it's really sad and depressing.
0: Only on months when I actually have time to get up to that floor and have any cake, which is also not very common.
1: But still, all that's (laughs) ever left is the carrot cake. Think of how annoying it would be to just be like, it's cheese pizza again. It's I like cheese
0: pizza. pizza better than carrot cake is the thing.
1: I'm just saying, I feel like it'd get kind of boring.
0: Also, they take out my kidney. Are you ever going to get to that
1: part? No. I was just thinking about how my job's better because we rotate what type of birthday <laughs> desserts we get every month.
0: And they don't take your kidney. Based, Fine. Keep based bragging.
1: on votes from the birthday people. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so they're watching, like, you know, listening to the surveillance yes. uh, wire tap of this pizza delivery man, and it looks like Charles and Betty are DJs.
0: But with weird, like, throwback 1960s DJ kit. Yes. Yeah. Because they're, uh, they're,
1: they're, like, holding up the headphones with a to reel them. to
0: reel, you know, not a turntable. Yeah.
1: But neither one of them were just putting them on their ears. No. Said, let me let me let me spin here.
0: They're they're the big like beige uh hard plastic headphones that you would do like hearing tests in second grade with. You did? I had a lot of hearing tests as a kid.
1: Maybe I should have had some hearing tests as that, a kid. It might explain some things. That
0: might have just been me. I also had tubes a lot as a kid. Oh.
1: Well, yeah. So Evelyn answers the door. Yes. And uh we, we get a comment from uh, Charles during this as they're, like, listening to this interaction about uh, asking Betty if she's ever heard of Waco. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I told you. That's the first correct prediction of the year.
1: And so it's like, oh, pizza delivery got these things. And she's like, you're not our guy. Get him. So they, bang! Bang!
0: They, our heroes listen to the audio of this this pizza delivery stooge being executed, and then Edgar seizes the wire and speaks directly to them.
1: I know all your secrets,
0: taunting them for for their foolish attempt.
1: Don't send anyone else. Uh, and he tells them to wait to hear from him.
0: He's gonna have demands.
1: More pizza. We Maybe want Hawaiian
0: sausages.
1: We don't have the budget. The coupon said, cheese or pepperoni only. <laughs> we can only afford the hot and ready.
0: Oh, boy.
1: Meanwhile, uh, Cheryl and Tony are having a nice little cuddle kissy fest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When they hear some really strange noises. And they're like, oh, it's Nana Rose again. She's a restless spirit dragging her fingernails along the walls.
0: Never completing her unfinished business that will let her slough off this mortal coil.
1: Uh, And Tony brings up the fact that she's worried about leaving both of the twins. Something we've been questioning is how many twins do they have. They have both of them.
0: So wherever Penelope is, she dropped off Jason Jr. with the family on the way. Yes.
1: But Nana Rose has been watching both of the twins while they're at school.
0: Which you called. Good job.
1: Thank you. Yes. Yeah, I got it. Uh, and then they hear a noise, though, and they, like, rush out, and they see Nana Rose standing over the fire.
0: They should seal up that fireplace. Just fill it with bricks. Nothing good comes out of that fireplace.
1: <laughs> and she's just staring at it and not responding to them, and and Cheryl goes up and, like, touches her, and she, like, snaps out of it and says, Penelope, there you are! I thought I saw the triplets burning in the fire! Triplets! I have been saying fucking triplets!
0: Please don't fuck triplets.
1: <laughs> I have been saying this for so fucking long that there are triplets!
0: We, we might have to go back through the archives, but yes, you are. Just, just the question is how long? Long! I, I think it became your big thing last year once there actually was a cult in the woods and you had to move on.
1: Triplets! And so Cheryl is all like, no, no, it's me, Cheryl. And the twins are sleeping. There's no triplets. And I'm like, oh, my God, triplets.
0: <laughs> the only question is, who's the triplets? Does, does Cheryl have a secret sib? Does, do Claudius and Clifford have a secret sib?
1: I will save that for predictions because I have a theory.
0: Is there set number three, neither of them? I have a theory. Okay.
1: I have a theory, but we'll save that. But I was right! There are be triplets! I am so good at this!
0: We can just congratulate you for the next 45 minutes Okay, if you like. let's do it! Or, if we have that amount
1: of time... We are not stopping our show to go have sex. Uh, So then we go join all of our uh, Riverdale school attendees.
0: We're back in the lounge, baby! It's Riverdale again!
1: Um, and it, we find out that it's going to cost $40,000 for the community center to come up to code, which is really not that much in the grand scheme of things. That is a very big building. I think yeah. that's pretty, uh, lowballing it.
0: Especially considering all of the, the sunlight that comes in through the, the patchwork roof.
1: Yeah. Uh, and so they're all like, what are we going good- do? What can I do? And of course, Veronica's like, I can just give you the money. And he's like, no. And so then it's like, well, we could have a bake sale, or we could do this or we could do that. It's like, wait, hold up. We ha-, Veronica's idea is that there are four strapping young men, mm-hmm. which she's referring to Archie, Reggie, Mad Dog.
0: Monroe, please.
1: I can never remember what his name is. <laughs> and, and Kevin. And Kevin...
0: Who we know is a super hunk.
1: Yes. We're going to talk about that in a moment, though. (laughs) Uh, And uh, these four strapping young men should have a shirtless dude car wash. Mm -hmm. And all the housewives from across the land will tell their friends and come by.
0: We know that the next week's episode is going to be their Halloween episode. Yes. And that this... (laughs) is set in upstate New York. Uh Uh-huh. Who is splashing around big buckets of soapy water shirtless in early to mid-October? Okay,
1: let's remember that you could have totally done that about a week ago. (laughs) It is The weather spikes back and forth so much.
0: It's got to be like 48 degrees.
1: (laughs) Hey, hey, it's totally doable, though. If they knew, like, hey, you know what? Saturday? It's going to be 80. We can totally do it. <laughs> Let's please remember on Sunday, it was like 60. Mm-hmm. And then like three hours later, it did drop is to that, like 30. Is
0: that running through the sprinkler weather, though?
1: You know, when that sun was out, I was very hot. I would have gone on a water ride. <laughs> Go and be honest.
0: That judgment makes more sense if you know we were at Six Flags Sunday. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes. It was very warm, and then it was really cold. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so then we cut to this car wash in action. They are
0: playing the classic song, Car Wash. Yes. One of its many covers, Um, of course. And
1: all of our dudes are shirtless, except Except for Kevin, Kevin, who is wearing a polo shirt and counting the money.
0: Because he's not washing the cars. He's got the cash.
1: But Casey Cott has become a very beefed up man. (laughs) Can we please let that shine?
0: Or else he went to all that work for nothing. Right,
1: that's what I feel like. I'm like, he has beefed up.
0: Imagine all of the way he had to eat.
1: That's the thing. I'm like, I feel like that's, this is doing a disservice to the hard work he has put in.
0: Yeah. He, he went through the pain to get the gain, and now he's just... And, and now we just see forearm. All, yes, all the same. All the time. Reggie's doing the peck
1: pop. Peck pop, and talking about um he has his fan base of the housewives of Riverdale.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's
1: not fucking creepy at all. Reggie, let's please remember that you are underage.
0: Hey, I, I'm so glad that you're becoming best friend, better friends with Archie because he recognizes your pain. Can you recognize that he was exploited by a sexual predator two years ago? Nope,
1: nope, no? not gonna. Okay. okay, all right, cool. This turns into a full-on thing that, like, the, like, they're like throwing how can
0: Buckets. Yeah. There's squeezing sponges all over. This
1: is a parody of like girls gone wild, like
0: a little bit. A little Wet bit.
1: shirt. How can we make sudsy abs it's, happen? It's the
0: good for the goose, good for the gander sort of take on that. While uh, uh, Veronica is bouncing around in her pops t shirt and high waisted shorts, which is. Not a not alluring look, but it's not nearly so revealing.
1: Yes. Uh, And so afterwards we find out that they made a little over uh, four. And Archie's like, oh my gosh, four grand, that's great. No, 400.
0: Also, Uh, the stack of cash is literally (laughs) like expelling uh, uh, suds and bubbles. (laughs) It's squeaky clean money.
1: Veronica admits that she uh overestimated the financial pull of his pectorals.
0: What were they charging for this car wash though? Cuz if they made 400 bucks on a $5 car wash, but, that is right? that is every car in town. <laughs> That's so many.
1: What is the minimum you could or like the maximum you could charge for a car wash?
0: This is not a 50 buck car wash. Like, you, if you want to raise $40,000, you need a higher ticket item. Yeah. But anyway, they, they only have to do 99 more car washes in their set.
1: Well, Veronica starts brainstorming other ideas. Like, maybe they can do something at the club, go full Monty, you know.
0: All of her ideas have a very clear theme.
1: She has something on her mind. <laughs> and maybe it's because that's all they do. Yeah, yeah.
0: She's wearing blinders, and the blinders were made for from penises. I, I was going to, to. They're just
1: penis blinders, It's flapping.
0: I was going to say they were made for a bachelorette party, and and let the listener draw the inference. You know, if they participate in the joke, I think it's funnier sometimes.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to figure out. Here's if it's a like
0: punchline for you: <laughs> swinging dicks. Is that satisfying? Is that well structured humor? <laughs> yes. Yes. Here, here's a, a guy walks into a bar and he says, scrotum. How about that? Or classy.
1: Well, what I was trying to imagine.
0: What's the difference between a duck and an oak tree? Clitoris. It doesn't have to make sense. You just say naughty things and apparently that's funny. That's
1: not funny. That was just weird. Uh, scrotum was funny. <laughs> I told you. It's funny. So what I was trying to imagine As yeah. if these horse blinders were actually like horse blinders with, but with like little penises painted inside. Yeah. Or if it was just like basically dildos
0: oh yeah just flapping in the breeze <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: you're gonna get a black eye
1: yeah, right.
0: <laughs> you could joust with those things
1: <laughs> oh my um so anyways uh betty uh gets a call and uh she rushes into the hallway and she thinks it's her her mom
0: because it's so, like the incoming number yes
1: uh, but it is Edgar.
0: Bum bum bum. He's calling from inside the swimming pool of this highly themed abandoned this, resort hotel. Yes.
1: Uh With his shirt unbuttoned mm-hmm. and billowing around him,
0: he looks dressed for a vacation. Like it's kind of a floral print. He's got it's like
1: totally like yeah, like a Hawaiian like. He,
0: he's in his vacay khakis.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, looking great. Looking great. Chad Michael Murray did well in the off time. Mm hmm. Can't complain.
0: Apparently he's paying for these pizzas by washing your car, dear. I I don't know.
1: I I think everyone knows I have a thing (laughs) for Chad Michael Murray's abs. Never did as a teen, but I do now.
0: I don't know if he had them back then.
1: They weren't like that. They weren't that good. Okay, anyways. So uh, Edgar is off his rocker. Yes. Yes. Because uh, Betty asks about her mom, and he starts talking about, like, oh, yeah, I knew we had a mole, but it wasn't until I started cutting fingers off of people that she admitted it was her.
0: Finger, not an organ. That, that seems outside his wheelhouse.
1: It's close enough.
0: But now we learn his demands. He wants $250,000. Yes. He wants uh, blank passports for every member of the farm. Yes. And he wants a bus.
1: And food and water.
0: And food and water, because naturally. Because
1: they're, they're all getting, like, uh, what, what, what's the thing that sailors would get? Shore leave? No, from not, like, eating. Oh, scurvy? Yeah, they're all getting scurvy because all they've been eating is pizza.
0: Ah, okay, so. They need
1: some citrus in their life. He
0: specifically need, need some some lemonade.
1: <laughs> yes. So he's like, please bring oranges. It will help. And so, yes, he wants all these things. She's all like, why didn't you call Charles? He's like, no, I know you'll like convince them.
0: Mm-hmm. You'll
1: She'll, get me what I need.
0: Charles wouldn't listen.
1: Yeah. They hang up, and she calls Charles.
0: <laughs> like, hey, we need uh, to go shopping.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> How are you on strawberries?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so back at Stonewall, mm-hmm. uh, Brett is finishing reading a story he wrote that was about how, I'm trying to remember what the line was, but it was something like, and then she helped me with the turkey, but soon she'll die.
0: It was, it was something like, uh, and then mother took the Thanksgiving turkey out of the oven, and I began to wonder when she would die. Yes. Yeah. Which, yeah, yeah, that is definitely a certain kind of literature.
1: Uh, and so then they're all like, Okay, let's let's give feedback and he gets
0: He gets overwhelming praise from all the, the people who are in Stonewall more than a week.
1: Yes. Yeah. And so they're like, oh Jughead, what did you think? He's like oh.
0: Trash.
1: Yeah, he he does not like it, not his he, taste. He
0: calls it Salinger Derivative. Yes. And you don't even like regular Salinger.
1: Fucking hate catcher in the Rye. Yeah. I hate that book. I do not understand why anyone likes it, let alone why it's their favorite book. <laughs> it's so bad.
0: But Brett doesn't take kindly to, to criticism. He's, he's got a pretty thin skin there.
1: And he just fucking tears into Jughead.
0: Calls his story uh, Pulp, which Jughead's like, cool, Pulp owns.
1: Yeah, and uh, which his story was about the the Gargoyle King.
0: Oh, you mean the the, the gremlin? What call it?
1: Yes, uh, and he just though like Brett gets like red faced and mm-hmm. crazy eyed.
0: Like, dude, dude, either learn to to take some criticism or just kill your mom already. It sounds like you'd feel better that way.
1: Well, and he he goes off at him about how like he can't relate to Jughead's work because you know he doesn't have those experiences with like criminals and shit, mm-hmm. um, and like tears into him. About personal things, which of course drugheads like. Well, I can give you a crash course. Like, <laughs> beat the crap out of you. Be great. Um, but there's an, uh, a a zero tolerance to violence. Oh yes. Apparently.
0: It takes until blows are imminent for for uh, Mr. Chipping to say the damn first word. <laughs> right. What a great teacher he is.
1: Back at uh, the Blossom household, Tony has hired. A giant man by the name of Darius. Yes,
0: the world's tallest night nurse. This man is huge.
1: He definitely, uh, I think, participates in the Full Monty with the community theater company.
0: How could you tell? It's up in the rafters. (laughs) Um, He might just be wearing shorts. No one would ever know.
1: And uh, Cheryl is pissed. She she does not like this idea. Mm -hmm.
0: And she forbids him from entering the West Wing.
1: Yes, you cannot go into the chapel. It is forbidden. Sacred. And Tony's just like, yeah, I'm not allowed in there either. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And I'm like, you're not at all concerned about this, Tony. Not at all concerned? A little bit?
0: So yeah, there, there's a very tense arrangement that uh, he will watch Nana, Nana will watch the twins, and nobody who is not Cheryl is allowed in the chapel in the basement. Yes. The end.
1: Uh, so back at Stonewall, Jughead goes into his room, uh, but finds, uh, Moose having some nice lady time.
0: Yeah, I... uh. cause
1: he didn't notice the tie on the door.
0: Jughead is shocked to see the only woman in school.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, he quickly apologizes cause he's not used to this. And I'm yeah. like, y- don't you walk in on Archie like all the time? mm <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I kind of like the, uh, the the vision of diversity at Stonewall Prep. Yeah. Because there's the rich white guy who's the only one that matters. And then there's a black guy and a woman. <laughs> diversity.
1: Jughead, you know, closes the door. But then sh- the girl comes. I forgot her name.
0: Donna, Donna. I, I believe.
1: Donna uh, comes out and warns him to watch his back around Brett. Because he's a diplo-brat.
0: Yes, his father is a diplomat, which gives him immunity in his mind and often in practice because the wealthy and powerful face no consequences for anything. America.
1: And he uh, fights very dirty Mm -hmm. and uh, psychologically. Psychological.
0: (laughs) So far his psychological fighting is just like yelling about other people being poor. Yes. Real deft hand.
1: Uh, And so she, she leaves. Uh, Jughead apologizes uh, to Moose, but also is like, wait, I thought you were, you know, gay, basically.
0: Jughead receives a a short and to the point explanation of bisexuality.
1: He's like, oh, cool. Oh, great. Awesome. I'll try to pay attention to the tie. Yeah. As he leaves the tie on the door, now's the time you take the tie off. Oh. He immediately
0: fails to pay attention to the tie. Everyone is going to think you two are having roommate sex. Maybe they are. You
1: can. That's fine if you want to. But like,
0: Betty would probably want to know. Yeah. That you you deserve to have a conversation with her about it if that's where things are headed.
1: Yeah. Feel like. Jughead can't really talk about his school. When he goes back because <laughs> Kevin shouldn't know about this. <gasps> no, no Kevin is too fragile a boy right now. We'll
0: say that, uh, oh yeah, Moose is around. I've been hanging out with him a lot. He didn't mention you. Anyway. <laughs> Look, these teens have to be very bad around sex and relationships because otherwise it wouldn't make sense for them to be dressed as the cast of Spring Awakening.
1: Okay, the the boys.
0: So, yes, all but one of them, the, yes.
1: The girl is not in, like, a little house on the prairie dress. That's true. <laughs> okay, that is, like, what's required. Mm-hmm. What if they did Spring Awakening as their musical?
0: Oh, God, I'd love it.
1: <laughs> That'd be good. They
0: might. I hope I'm wrong about it being Mean Girls and they do Spring Awakening instead. I don't
1: want them to do Mean Girls. Right, it would
0: just be dull at this point. I,
1: you had a different idea.
0: Do you mean the American Psycho musical Yes, we talked about on last week's episode? Yes. Grease (laughs) 2.
1: No. Fuck that.
0: (laughs) Where does the pollen go?
1: Uh, Betty is with Charles, and uh, Charles is filling her in that the governor is not going to give in to Edgar's demands.
0: Why hasn't Governor Dooley been removed from office?
1: He sounds terrible. Uh, So Edgar calls again, Mm -hmm. uh, and we're doing a really... Weird, like, Betty's on speakerphone, but she's getting information fed to her from Charles, so she's just, like, holding her phone really far away. like,
0: verbally, like, Charles, get a whiteboard or something, shit.
1: Like, don't have your phone on speaker if you're going to do that. Right? Cover cover up the little microphone.
0: You are so
1: bad at this. There is a mute button. Put it on mute.
0: They, they identified the, the pizza delivery guy because he was wearing a, a FBI name badge.
1: <laughs> he just was wearing a suit. Yeah. Uh, he
0: drove up in a cop car instead of the, the little Caesar's <laughs> car.
1: What she is being fed is that they, and she is telling to Edgar, is that they want him to release a hostage as good faith. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and
0: Edgar says, yes, I heard it when your brother said so. Yeah.
1: So I already released a hostage <laughs> knowing you would do this. And suddenly she's off the phone with Edgar and Polly is there. Mm-hmm. And Polly has a fucking bomb strapped to her.
0: Mm-hmm. This show, in the first season, we we talked about how, like, it seems like one line they're not going to cross is really a uh, uh, ringing drama out of suicide. And now nice. they have Polly as a suicide bomber. Yep. <laughs> we we call that escalation over a show's lifetime. You know, th- this is development, really.
1: Uh, yeah. So, su- uh, So Polly has this. This vest of bombs on her and it has a dead man's switch. So if she lets go, it's going to explode. They're all like, we're going to figure this out.
0: uh, Charles describes the the dead man's switch. He talks about how uh, one of the wires is going to be connected here and here. That's the one you have to cut, Betty. Yeah, good job delegating there, buddy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was kind of (laughs) like, what the hell? But then I was also like, well... Polly knows Betty, so if she's gonna let anyone near her and like trust someone, it's going to be Betty.
0: Yeah, but Polly didn't say, don't come close.
1: Yeah. And,
0: and Betty didn't have a point of like, it's okay, you can trust me on your it's sister. That didn't happen. No. He's just like, hey, a uh, uh, high school consultant. You got this. Here's my, my fucking sewing scissors to cut the right wire. And she does cut the right wire, but it's a dummy wire. And it makes the timer go twice as fast.
1: And so then they talk about how there's a pin on the dead man switch, but Edgar took it. And so what does Betty do? Grab a fucking bobby pin from her hair and jams it in there. Mm-hmm. Now there's a pin.
0: Her ponytail is both iconic and very useful.
1: I feel like I need to start shoving like bobby pins in my ponytail. Also, because a s- like apparently I need them in life.
0: You can have a Swiss Army knife in there. Uh, oh, with
1: my hair, I definitely could. <laughs> I could totally hide a knife in my hair.
0: One of those blank passports, maybe it it could come in handy.
1: Yeah. Uh, and so yes, the clock stops, and they they get the vest off her, and, and she's safe. Not gonna explode. Mm-hmm. So so back at. Stonewall, Mr. Chippings comes in and is all like, "Canceling the afternoon seminar because here's what we're gonna do. Here's here's the story. It's missing its ending chapter. It's
0: it's a mystery story. Yes. So the, their assignment is to write the last chapter and reveal who done it.
1: Yes." And they can do it in their own style. And then we're going to read them all and we're going to vote on what's best. And they're like, well, what's the point of this? And the point is to show that people, you know, there's no right way to tell a story. And I'm like, but you're going to vote on it.
0: <laughs> right? So
1: that's like saying there's a right way to write a story. What the fuck, Mr. Chippings? I don't like him.
0: You don't like Mr. Chipping no. very much. Do you like the the little design he has buzzed into the side of his haircut?
1: I've never noticed it, but that kind of makes me want to puke right now because <laughs> it's him
0: uh-huh. would
1: look awesome on other people. That's like him trying to be cool and I, in with the kids.
0: Instead of a weird little pattern, I kind of wish it was uh, the number from his basketball jersey. Oh God. I would respect that.
1: Yeah, that just that just seems like he's he's just trying to relate too much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they're going they're all going to do this, and they have to be back at nine p.m. To, to vote. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what?
0: To, to have a little book club about their books.
1: But I'm like, you gotta read through how many, like, five of these you and gotta... then vote? Isn't there a curfew? Shouldn't these kids be getting to bed soon?
0: That's the great part about boarding school. I've, it's always curfew. You never go anywhere.
1: But, like, lights out? Shouldn't it be lights out?
0: They're gonna get a hall pass. It's Mr. Chipping. He's the cool one. Yeah,
1: because he has something shaved into his head. Yeah. He seems like the type of person who would try to do, like, cool handshakes with people and use, like, slang words Mm -hmm. and talk about, like, the cool thing on Facebook Watch.
0: (laughs) Oh, he definitely shares all the minion memes. He's very cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When when he gives back a, a good test, he doesn't give a handshake or even a high five. He says, all right, give me some dap
1: oh yeah yeah he
0: says dap what? he's what? a 30 year old white man that says dap
1: No. <laughs> back at the gym mad dog monroe mm-hmm. comes in and and he's all like we gotta make these guys pay my brother just got jumped for for not dealing mm-hmm. uh there's this dude named dodger who recruits Recruits kids to break into homes. How
0: artful is this Dodger?
1: It's a great question. (laughs) Oh my fucking God! (laughs) They named a criminal Dodger Mm -hmm. who has many children children. under him stealing from people.
0: We're gonna find out his real last name is Fagin, right? Oh my And that's just like Dodgers is criminal alias.
1: Ah
0: Jeremy Fagan. What
1: if his name is Art Dodger? (laughs) Uh! (laughs) And for the people out there that have no idea what we're talking about? Read
0: Oliver Twist, you heathen.
1: Yep. Yep. Monroe wants to go... uh, He wants
0: to go clean house. He
1: wants, yeah, go break some faces.
0: Because, quote, Riverdale is no place for someone who preys on kids.
1: Excuse me! Have you
0: read a newspaper in the last two years? (laughs)
1: And uh, Archie's being the voice of reason of like no you can't go you might end up in jail again.
0: Mm-hmm. Your
1: brother needs you. Your your yeah. grandma needs you.
0: You got a record.
1: Uh so let me talk to FP and see what we can do. Yeah.
0: It's true. Mad Dog is not used to being best friends with the best friend of the the sheriff's it's true. son. You, you can, know like
1: pull in those favors. Yeah of uh good sheriff buddy remember
0: when you went to gang war with the sheriff's son you can still sort of like call in that favor like you've got that contact
1: yeah betty is talking to polly and she's like you gotta help us stop edgar and she's like no nothing can stop him you know you gotta get him what he needs or he's gonna start sacrificing his followers Betty's asking, of course, about Alice. Like, where is she? And Polly's all, you know, well, if she's still alive, she won't be for long.
0: Bum bum bum, ticking clock.
1: Polly is just very like terrified mm-hmm. of what he's capable of. Uh, she's like, well, you know, Charles and the governor—they said they're not going to give in. She's like, well, you don't need them. Mm-hmm. You could get him all this stuff yourself.
0: Yeah, you're you're good for it, right, Betty? A quarter of a million dollars.
1: So, uh, Betty goes and visits Veronica to be like, "Hey, <laughs> hey,
0: you're good for it, right? A quarter of a million dollars.
1: Actually, kind of hard, but you know, if he doesn't need cash, maybe he can take. You can take my glamourjay eggs over here. Yeah. Those are worth a lot of money.
0: Because when the the farm is is setting up in another town, you know, when they need to pay for gas on this bus." They can just knock a chunk off of that and give it to the the sit-go down the road.
1: I am very confused by this because I'm like, what? I bet he wants cash. I
0: bet he wants some ding-dang cash. I
1: I don't think he can be like, cool, I got you $250,000 in crystal.
0: Yeah. Like, even stock options are not going to be liquid enough for his needs. No.
1: Uh, So after that, Betty goes to Tony to get the passports. And, of course, Tony knows a guy who Mm -hmm. can do that. Uh, And then Betty goes to Miss Bell, the school secretary, because she left her calculus book on the bus this morning. Uh, uh. And she's like, oh, well, Mr. Fritz left for the day already, so, like, you can't get it. And then the next thing we see is Betty driving the school bus. (laughs) And she drives right up to uh, Edgar's compound and has everything he needs. Mm -hmm. Um, And they open the gates for her and and she drives in and a bunch of the followers are out there. And Edgar comes out with a different shirt, unbuttoned, billowing in the wind.
0: I bet some like urbex abandoned place YouTuber is going to have their account blow up. As soon as word gets out, like, which abandoned hotel the farm was in. Oh,
1: yeah. Edgar is high as a fucking kite.
0: Yes, yes.
1: This is a whole different Edgar than Mm -hmm. who we saw before. Before we saw this, like, peaceful, hippie, Mm -hmm. very thought-filled. And this dude is fucking tripping.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Things seem to have uh, escalated. Once they got chased out of their, their last digs and, and put into such extreme isolation and pressure that people are starting to be publicly dismembered. I mean, that's that's really crossing a line in the lifespan of a cult.
1: Yeah. Body language is different. The mm-hmm. way he's talking is different. Mm-hmm. Everything about him.
0: New year, new me, baby.
1: Except for those abs. <laughs> he's all like, you know, I, I knew you wouldn't fail me. And and goes off on a like a tangent of some stuff and
0: about how she she could have seen the light like she, her life would be so much better if she had just listened to him before and she was with them all along yeah on this journey and that is when Evelyn clocks her in the back of the head with a rifle butt
1: yes <laughs> dressed mm-hmm. as though she is in rehearsals for a vita as Che.
0: She is definitely wearing the, like, chic revolutionary look. She's got the the beret of the people, yellow peace sign shirt.
1: The the jean material button-up.
0: Definitely. Gotta have that denim jacket.
1: I I like to think they were doing their own musical, but, Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. yeah. Evelyn's definitely black block these days.
1: Yeah. 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 So we we go back uh, to the school Mm -hmm. where... uh, you know, Stonewall, where they're all working on their stories.
0: Yeah, apparently they're all just locked inside this study hall together until it's time to, to share.
1: Yeah, so Brett is just, like, throwing paper at Jughead. Mm-hmm. Goes off on him about how, like, I'm sorry I'm distracting your genius. You know, is it common for gangs to have writers? Just starts making all these attacks about his family. He brings a
0: jelly bean into it and like, "fuck you," and, and talking like his about drunk his drunk
1: father, useless and
0: drunk lay about dad.
1: And Jughead shows him into mm-hmm. a chair and like has him by like his necktie and, and um, like wringing it tighter.
0: And I'm thinking, just how thorough are these school applications, and why are they so public?
1: Right. <laughs> Jughead, well, you think he's gonna just, like, fucking strangle this dude. Yes. And then punch him a lot.
0: In one order or the other, whichever.
1: Talks about how, like, I don't want to say talk, because that's not, like, intensely tells him that his dad turned his life around, and he has friends and family who care about him, and maybe Brett should try to write a compelling drama instead of starting one.
0: Oh, maybe that's the sort of dorky line your teacher should have said earlier today. Right?
1: Well, we know who's a bigger adult. <laughs> and all the other students look on like, oh, he's, he's standing up for himself. But I
0: can see where Brett's coming from. Writer's block can be very frustrating, and sometimes you just got to work that out. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on Brett's side today.
1: No. <laughs> um... So back uh, in Riverdale, Veronica goes home and Hiram is there Mm -hmm. at his desk and she's like, aren't you supposed to be in jail? I own that jail. I come and go as I please. And so he, he has found out that she was going to drop the lodge name.
0: And he cannot have that.
1: And he goes into this very long speech.
0: He's so angry about it, he must have an anecdote. Because he did the same as a young man.
1: Yes, we find out that his real name was Luna.
0: Yes. And he... he, Jaime Luna. Yes. Not even Jaime. Jaime. Yes. Whatever.
1: Everyone in town knew that name, and they looked down upon it, and, and that was not who he was. He took the name Lodge, and... That, that's who he became he became mm-hmm. a lodge uh and his father was very angry and beat him and it wasn't like until now that he understands his father's rage
0: and then veronica says something that explains her character so much i've never taken the trash out daddy <laughs> never <laughs> never not once <laughs> Uh, but, you know, she'll she'll make the exception now and, and, and send him away. Yes. <laughs> Never. <laughs> it comes in
1: a bag. You don't have to touch it. <laughs> she has servants for that.
0: God damn it, Smithers. You don't have to put up with this bullshit.
1: <laughs> I feel like there's got to be some episode of like a party where they were like cleaning up.
0: <laughs> yeah, she'll put it in the bag, but then it's somebody else's Someone job. else has to
1: take it out. And so Hiram leaves and is all like, you know, fuff, 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 fuff. you can't keep me out. Time for me to go back to my jail.
0: Don't bother changing the locks.
1: Mary and Archie are, are having a little chat because yeah. she wants Archie to come back to Chicago with her. Again. And finish his senior year and start over. And he's all fresh like...
0: start, fresh you, I fresh have chance.
1: Seven months of high school left. No. Also, need a football scholarship. And I'm like, might be a little late. It's senior year.
0: Also, you suck at football.
1: Yep. And he's like, you know, I can't go to college without that. And then that's when she tells him that they started a fund for him when Mm -hmm. he was born. And she didn't want to tell him because she was worried he was going to use it for the community center. And he's like, damn right, that's what I'm going to (gasps) do. And then she goes into this whole big thing about how he can't pour his life and his money into Riverdale because of all the crime there. And I'm like... Oh, my God. Did you not
0: listen to his fucking eulogy? Where were you three months ago?
1: Also, do you watch the news in Chicago? (laughs) You're very concerned about his safety and his life in this crime-ridden town.
0: There is way more crime per capita in Riverdale. Yes. But But, it it seems that the the Riverdale media will not talk about it, while any media will not shut up about crime in Chicago. That is fair.
1: I love Chicago. Yes. I think it's a great place.
0: She probably lives in fucking Skokie anyway. She
1: probably does. Or Oak Park. (laughs) Evanston. Fucking Evanston people.
0: Yeah, she's got one of them Evanston I, mansions with the, the yes. uh, stone wall.
1: Yes. Yeah. Or like... Along those, the lakefront. Those parts out by O'Hare that like really aren't Chicago, but it's where all the police live because they have to live within the city limits. hmm But it's basically a fucking suburb.
0: God, I hate, I hate every neighborhood where the cops live. I hate... They're all the worst.
1: Seriously, it turns into a freaking, like, subdivision. They
0: have... I, I swear they make it so there's no public uh, uh, transit access to the fucking cop neighborhoods. Like, on purpose. Yeah. It's imp- if, if there's, like, a band playing a show at a street festival, just don't even go. Just don't go.
1: We learned that the hard way. Ugh,
0: like, twice. <laughs> it's not worth twice? it anymore.
1: But I, I feel like she just keeps bringing this up. Yeah. And I'm just like... Yes, per capita. More mm-hmm. people. But it's not a great example. It's not like you're like, "Hey, we're going to Mayberry." Like
0: <laughs> No, no, no. Mayberry would be worse because there the the sheriff has no regard for the constitution.
1: Yes. But, you know, it's
0: Shout out to Breaking Mayberry.
1: <laughs> I I just feel like she has the opinion of Riverdale, which is right mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. But that, like, my family had about, like, me moving to Chicago. Yes, yes. Like, oh, no, I heard about a shooting that was really, like, 15 miles away from where I live. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I must be dead.
0: I mean... He was personally harassed by several serial killers. Yes,
1: I'm like saying, there's a lot of <laughs> stuff was... going on. But in this world they live Archie in... Archie
0: Andrews in particular okay. was targeted.
1: But in this world that they live in, do you really think Archie would be safe in Chicago? No, <laughs> that boy...
0: No, Chicago has probably been nuked at some point <laughs> in the world of Riverdale.
1: <laughs> exactly, that's why he's not going to do well. But yeah, so... This this whole thing of her going off on this and and her talking about how Riverdale is this, like, shithole. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, that's the difference between us. Uh, I don't think Riverdale is a losing uh proposition. Same as dad. Oh,
0: yes. And Hit he, that guilt trip. And Fuck her.
1: He storms out and goes up to his bedroom and boxes into his boxing thing. And then... Goes out a window.
0: Goes out the window. With a
1: baseball bat.
0: He makes a swift escape into the night.
1: To go to the White Out Arcade with a bandana and a hat, because he was at least smart this time and had a full disguise.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and he and, goes and he's like
0: altering his voice Batman style. <laughs> he's getting growly.
1: Uh, to meet our good buddy, Art Dodger. Mm-hmm. I'm saying his name is Art. It is. Yes. Like That's Arthur. what it is.
0: Arthur. Archie's at the arcade <laughs> ready to play whack-a-mole with his bat. And by moles, we mean uh, drug dealers.
1: They're all like, well, you know, you're outnumbered, you know, five to one. He's like, I'll take those odds. And The
0: the one approved tough guy line that everyone gets to do.
1: Yeah. And then we cut away. Uh, And we go visit uh, Veronica, who's visiting Mary, who's like, well, Veronica, it's nice you stopped by, but Archie's already asleep lies
0: every other episode i hope this continues i hope she never knows where her son is so
1: bad about this Uh, stuff like fred knew fred always knew that archie was sneaking around
0: i hope in the season four finale she goes out to to the street looks up and is like wait have we always had a window up there (laughs)
1: uh so veronica is there to give mary forty thousand dollars
0: apparently she she found another egg behind the couch
1: (laughs) And she wants Mary to give it to Archie because Archie's too proud to take it. And Mary's all like, no, we can't be in debt to your family. Again. Uh, Which which I felt like was kind of like a blow. Yeah. Like, I'm like, have you not? Obviously, you've not seen Veronica around your son for a while. Mm -hmm. And to like know like where their relationship has gone.
0: That's his gigolo fee.
1: You know, we were totally okay with it last episode or two episodes ago when she was paying for the funeral, but now, no. <laughs> but
0: she didn't. Her dad did. She tried yeah, to. But she
1: was gonna. She and was there, gonna. Mary was not fighting her on it.
0: Well, Mary tried to fight who actually paid for it, but she couldn't get visiting hours at the prison.
1: <laughs> Mary's all like, "You, you, can't, we can't give it to him because it will keep him here."
0: Yeah, it will that's the big thing. Keep him from thing.
1: college, and she's like, "But I'm not trying to like invest." in the building i'm trying to invest in him and i know it's important to him Mm -hmm. and also a lot of this is important to veronica veronica needs to be doing something good
0: i like this move of her just giving away her family's fortune yeah (laughs) she's like who who wants some take it like she's gonna be like uh renting out the pembroke fuck it she's gonna give away the pembroke to a homeless family
1: Yeah.
0: hell yes
1: Back at Cheryl's, uh, she is, uh, went to visit JJ. Mm Mm-hmm. She's all like, wait, you're in a new spot.
0: Weren't you over there whilst I read to you at night tide? Yep. Whilst I read to you at night tide. Yep. I love you, Cheryl Blossom.
1: Uh, What do
0: you think Jason likes for a bedtime story? Twilight. Yeah?
1: Yeah. Is
0: he team Edward or team Jacob?
1: I think he's team Jasper.
0: Jasper getting with Bella? No, like okay. he doesn't
1: give a shit about Bella. Oh, okay. He's just like favorite vampire, yeah.
0: So you and Jason have a lot in common. You're just really into Jasper. And Charlie. You were so disappointed in movie Jasper for sucking so bad.
1: <laughs> he just made a dumb face all the fucking time. And they didn't talk about... Any of his interesting background, like, at all, the other characters. Yes. For his, like...
0: The the other Cullen siblings.
1: Yes. Had very interesting backstories. Mm Mm-hmm. And they spent, like, three seconds on all of them. Yeah. And I'm like, no! I want, like, full chapter about it. (laughs) And can he stop, like, just staring? Like, he needs to (laughs) hold in a fart.
0: I don't know. Why is he
1: just bug-eyed all the time? (laughs) pisses me off mad dog uh Mm -hmm. has uh gone back to the gym and he finds archie crashed out on the sofa with his face beat up
0: all beat up but hey you should see the other guy the other approved tough guy line that everyone gets to say
1: um and so he you know beat them up and also took their giant bag of money yes And now they have enough money to build that second bathroom. And Mad Dog's like, Monroe's "Uh, not
0: having this. (laughs)
1: It's freaking dirty money. What the hell? Oh, wait, can your girlfriend help with this?
0: I mean, all you need to do is just like shift the decimal point on on your fucking uh, car wash earnings. Nobody's going to audit that. It all came in cash. (laughs) You don't have to do this complicated money laundering scheme. It's fine
1: you just got to like trade it out properly like yeah. buy small purchases and 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 do some trades
0: all you got to do is go buy a whole lot of extra soap and towels and then backdate the receipt so it looks like you did go through that much supply that day yeah airtight airtight money laundering scheme
1: so we we go to stone Well, Stonewall. 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 Mr. Chippins is telling us that the story winner is Story C, and that is Donna. Donna wrote the winning story, Mm -hmm. and uh, Jughead and Brett tied for last place, which it kind of seems like Jughead thinks is funny. I think he was like smirking.
0: If they would have spent less time shouting at each other, maybe they would have actually finished their story.
1: um brett however looks like he is going to murder people oh
0: oh yes oh yes he's
1: getting very red in the face
0: and and to go back to to your point when this challenge was made like i kind of understand like okay we're going part of what we do in in this is is we criticize each other's work uh and and work together so you know choosing a consensus you know best solution okay but reading out who got the worst
1: right what the fuck is that right this is not a constructive lesson well, at all and didn't he say like three,
0: shame on you there were three
1: votes for c or something and there were like literally five of them yes. in the room
0: and i assume there was a rule you couldn't vote for yourself yeah or if there wasn't then everyone voted for donna and <laughs> well
1: and i think there were five like students yeah. and i'm like so does that mean mr chippings didn't vote and shouldn't he have?
0: If there are five people, she won with three. The two of them got one each. The ones with no votes, some somehow came in second.
1: Oh, this is so confusing. I don't know <laughs> because I didn't. They, unless they're just not showing us everyone that was in the room, but I swear there was like only ever like five people, I'm so five confused. students around.
0: Well, the more students there are, the less sense it makes.
1: Betty wakes up. And Mm -hmm. she is now tied to a chair next to Alice, who's also tied to a chair in one of the motel rooms. Alice fills her in on everything that's happened. She got found out. And the plan is, is that Evelyn needs the bus because she's going to drive a group of farmies off the cliff (laughs) as a distraction. As a distraction. Well, Edgar takes off in a fucking rocket. She's going to
0: do a mass murder Laverne and Shirley. Sel- Selma and Louise, excuse me. Selma and Louise. Okay,
1: let's paint this picture. <laughs> Evelyn. Imagine
0: if Laverne and Shirley ended that way,
1: though. <laughs> Evelyn, dressed as Che
0: from che, Evita. Yeah, like, I swear the wardrobe department was like one snap decision off of putting her in the actual Che Guevara t-shirt.
1: Yes. But like, <laughs> nope, we're gonna go with peace sign. So she's wearing a fucking peace sign uh-huh. while driving a bus full of people. Off a cliff.
0: All through the town.
1: As Edgar...
0: Takes off in a rocket. Takes off
1: in a freaking rocket. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what's happening. Okay? And then... Then? Betty's like, he bought a rocket... No, he's been building one. He built his own freaking rocket. That's why Edgar has gone off his rocker is because he's been trying to do rocket science.
0: I think he's been huffing the the paint fumes.
1: It's all that rocket fuel.
0: You know, I'm glad that the fourth season is getting back to basics. You know, some (laughs) down-to-earth, relatable drama between these characters.
1: So much more believable than harvesting organs, you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, oh, and Betty and Alice are going to be tied to th- the bus. Yes, the bus? they're going t- to be tied t- to the
0: front of the bus.
1: As shields from like the gunfire and stuff The people trying to stop them. Shields.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
1: So then. (laughs)
0: Because what is there to say? So then.
1: We're going to go check in on Cheryl. Yeah. And uh, Tony and Darius.
0: She is dressing down Darius and accusing him of uh, profaning the sacred temple of of the Blossom family chapel basement.
1: Yes, but but he's all like, there's rats in the walls and we need to do something about it.
0: Darius doesn't deserve to put up with this shit. Like, come on. (laughs)
1: And uh, so what ends up happening is Cheryl fi- fires him, and uh, I never knew you could say Toodles with such like aggression, but only you do. Cheryl can. Yes,
0: only Cheryl can.
1: And Tony is just like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> I interviewed him. I checked references, I looked at resumes.
0: I feel like Tony hates her girlfriend sometimes. <laughs> She's
1: just like, what the fuck?
0: She's just, like, wistfully remembering that time back in the spring when they broke up for a little while. (laughs) And the best part of when we were broken up is that we still had sex sometimes.
1: (laughs) Uh, So back at the farm, uh, Evelyn comes uh, marching into the motel room with a revolver. Mm -hmm. And uh, the chairs no longer have Betty or Alice in them. And she says, those bitches.
0: As she is knocked out cold by Betty because turnabout is fair play.
1: And then we cut to the outside of the building Mm -hmm. where Betty is now wearing Evelyn's outfit. It's a good thing they're the same size, I guess. And is getting the gun ready for what comes next.
0: It's a revolver. Uh, It's uh, chambers. I don't know revolver words. The, the drum, I think yeah. the the drum is open. She's looking down it and then closes it up with a wrist flick, because she's so comfortable with firearms at this point in her high school career.
1: Yep. <laughs> and uh, they they go waltzing out. So so back in Riverdale, while this is all happening, mm-hmm. um, Archie has brought the money to Veronica. Uh, to clean it. And she's like, no, this is not a good idea. Just like freaking burn it. Mm-hmm. I will I will give you the money.
0: In fact, I already did. Your mom has the check. <laughs> she doesn't say that, but like, she could have. Yeah. She could have.
1: Back at the motel, Alice and Betty are trying to get everyone on the bus. And Betty she- is just like, get on the bus. We all got to get on. Edgar wants to get us on the bus. And uh, Alice is like, great job. You know, that's the thing with cults. Uh, Speak with authority and they'll do it.
0: Also, she seems to be getting at least two to three times the amount of people that fit on a school bus out of the school bus.
1: Three to a seat.
0: This is a huge amount of people.
1: School buses sit a lot of people. You really do not realize how many seats like people can fit in a school bus. It's true
0: because they don't even have seats or seat belts. You can really squish them together. They
1: can hold like 75 people. It's insane.
0: And and I guess her play is to pass herself off as Evelyn. Like yeah. everyone's only looking from the neck down.
1: Yeah. And wondering and
0: like, why the neck is four inches taller than it used to
1: be. You know, if, if you speak with authority, they'll do it, and yeah. and she's, you know, this is what he wants, and you're all freaking crazy enough right now to deal with it.
0: You you wear the beret of power. I, yes. I, I must accede to your will.
1: Uh but Fangs notices her and he just starts going, traitor. Traitor! And so Betty punches him out, and mm-hmm. like, oh, he's okay. Just, just get him on the bus. He's <laughs> fine.
0: But then she meets another familiar face. Mister Weatherby is nursing his, uh, his bleeding hand with its missing fingers. Yes. Starting to realize that maybe he got in a little too
1: deep. He Doesn't know how he got this far. And you know, <laughs> Edgar thought he was the mole, but he wasn't. And this just, this isn't a good idea.
0: So Betty puts him in charge of crowd control because as a public school educator, mm-hmm. he knows how to get people on a bus.
1: Yes. Yes. And she's like, you know, shot at redemption. Let's go. Uh, and so he takes care of that. And then we get this freaking um, zoom in shot of Alice to then like Edgar.
0: It is a Wes Anderson ass shot yes. if I ever saw one. Even like we, we haven't talked too much about the, the look of this building, but like even down to the color palette of the exterior of uh, the building where, where we're seeing him on, on the, the exterior stairwell. It's very Wes Anderson. Yes. His leather uh, jacket covering up what we will see later is an evil Knievel jumpsuit. Yes. So Wes Anderson it hurts.
1: On like a fire escape. Yes. And Alice takes off after him with the gun. Uh, and Betty... Uh, calls Charles and is like, I'm here. We're at the motel. You need to send people. And he's like, you got to get out of there. The governor is sending mercenaries.
0: Please impeach Governor Dooley. Please, I'm begging you, impeach Governor Dooley for hiring guns for hire. To go- not not the National Guard, not liaising with the FBI. No.
1: It's like freaking ravenswood from <laughs> jericho
0: <laughs> i we do have skeet elrich yes there we go
1: yes uh and so betty goes taking off after them as well fucking
0: dog the and bounty hunter is coming with a bunch of his whooped up friends
1: up on the roof is is edgar in this evil knievel outfit <laughs> by his big red rocket
0: now th- this rocket ship Looks like something that you would operate outside of a supermarket by putting a quarter in it. And
1: just ride it. It's like the thing Stitch rides.
0: But uh, around 10 feet tall.
1: Yes. There is... And it's not like standing like straight up. It's at like an angle. It's at an
0: angle. (laughs) So that's... I I can see where Edgar would go. I can't see where, oh, I don't know, the rocket fuel would go. (laughs) Where is he aiming to get the next building in this resort complex? (laughs)
1: And uh, Alice is there with the gun. She's like, you're not going anywhere.
0: Obviously.
1: And he goes into this big thing about how Elijah ascended and the story of Elijah.
0: Was Elijah also dressed in the red, white, and blue?
1: (laughs) And he will ascend like Elijah. And Betty's like running up the steps. And uh, Edgar has a gun, his like back belt loop. Mm -hmm. And he starts to pull it out. We, we cut to Betty, and there are two shots mm-hmm. that ring out, and we find out that- are,
0: are you quoting City of Angels? Yes. Two shots rang out?
1: Yes. Yeah. That's
0: why I will always remember two yeah. shots rang out.
1: Yeah. That, nothing in that show ever went right.
0: The shots did not always ring no,
1: out. No, they did not.
0: I do love the, that that time when she decided to just die. We were all looking at each other like, fuck it, it's time for me to die.
1: And then it went, Bang! <laughs> Bang! <laughs> yeah.
0: Community theater well, memories are for a lifetime, people.
1: The things that go wrong in live theater. So, Alice, mm-hmm. we find out, is fine. Yes, she, 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 she won the Edgar. quick draw, yes. And he's lying there, bleeding, in his evil Knievel outfit, right next to his big red rocket. Mm-hmm. Which sounds like the name of a dildo. Uh,
0: yeah, you can use it as in your blinders. <laughs>
1: And that is the end of Edgar Ever Never. And I'm sad, but also happy. Yeah. Because what the hell was that?
0: Damn, he went out on top of a building.
1: <laughs> Back at uh, the gym, uh, Mad Dog Monroe is is teaching some boxing skills to children.
0: Yeah, he's teaching the boxing babies.
1: And uh, Mary comes in and it makes her smile. And she goes in to see Archie in in the office. And asks if he needs, like, any help before, you know, uh, with anything. And he's like, well, I thought you were going to leave. And she's like, well, I was, but I think I'm going to stick around, do some pro bono work. And the first thing I want to do is to declare this place a 5013C, to which Archie looks very confused. And she's like, that's a nonprofit, <laughs> And here's what a nonprofit is. And she explains all the stuff you can do with a nonprofit, like, you know, apply for grants and not pay tax. And he's like, oh, that's really cool, but, like, I don't know how to do any of that.
0: She just said she was doing it, Archie. She just said it, the previous sentence.
1: Also, maybe you shouldn't be running a business if you don't know what it means. And, uh, you know, she's just like, just, just leave it to me, just, Archie. It's fine. You go it's help fine. the children.
0: Archie, let me also explain what pro bono is. It means I'm taking this $40,000 check. You don't know any different.
1: (laughs) Uh, And so Veronica goes and visits Hiram at the jail.
0: Did you notice the prisoner number on his prison jumpsuit?
1: 24601.
0: No, that was was FPs.
1: That was right. Probably wouldn't have the same thing. His prisoner
0: number is 0001. (laughs) He's number one, baby. Of
1: course he fucking is. Uh, and so, uh, she just wanted to, you know, let him know that she's no longer a Lodge. She is now Veronica Luna. And he
0: is so pissed off at that.
1: And, uh, I am changing the locks, getting an alarm, and sleeping with a taser.
0: His name's Archie. (laughs) Yeah. We're into electro play, Dad.
1: Such a freaking slap in the face to him, and I love it. I am taking on the name of the father who... Beat the shit out of you. <laughs> Take that, dad. The
0: father you denied. I'm taking my ancestral name instead of the one you built to be a crime man.
1: Yeah. Back at Cheryl's, she goes to visit JJ and she asks him like, oh, Darius didn't see you, right? Like he's going to reply as a corpse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then suddenly like his his stomach starts like thumping and a fucking rat comes out of his abdominal. And she smushes it with the giant book of bedtime story she's been reading him. Yeah, I, it
0: looks like she's been reading him the Necronomicon. Uh, it, it is some ancient tome uh, with a clearly evil cover.
1: And uh, so then we see him him lying out on the floor. And she is uh, threading a giant red piece of thread onto a needle. And getting to to ready sew to, him back up. Because the rat... Like, chewed its way through his body.
0: Mm-hmm. His two years dead body.
1: And uh, that's when Tony comes in. And uh, Cheryl's just like, oh, you haven't met Jason yet, have you?
0: Well, no, she wasn't allowed to be in the room where he is? Yeah,
1: you, you've you been hiding this? <laughs> uh, she wasn't allowed down there?
0: You know who else really crossed a line this episode? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. We yeah. go to uh, Stonewall.
0: In Stonewall.
1: Uh, and Jughead's walking down the hall, and there's a poster on the wall. And then he suddenly sees them everywhere. They're and it's,
0: everywhere. And uh,
1: all about Moose and his history and his life and, and who he is.
0: And we're overhearing snippets of gossip, talking about, oh, his dad was the gargoyle king. Oh, he got his girlfriend shot for drugs and everything about Moose that one would not want to hear. If yes. one were Moose,
1: and uh, Jughead goes into their room, and Moose is just like completely defeated and, mm-hmm. and broken, and like he saw. knows
0: it was Brett, and his like last shot at a fresh start is gone.
1: Uh, and so then we are we are back at the Cooper Jones household.
0: People are even making fun of him for going by Moose. Yes, which is a cool name.
1: Better than Marmaduke.
0: What's with all these proper name only douches?
1: Like, these are the people who, like, have nicknames of, like, Cookie and yes. Foo Foo.
0: Yes. Hey, Brett, don't you want to be called Chip? That's a fun name for rich
1: assholes. <laughs> so, uh, back back there, uh, Betty and Jughead are cuddling on the sofa, mm-hmm. uh, and he's filling her in about everything with moose Yeah, and Betty's
0: really sympathetic.
1: And uh, Jughead's talking about how, you know, Brett went after Moose, he thinks, because he knew he couldn't go after Jughead. Mm -hmm. And it's just, you know, these games. Yeah. You know, how's Alice and Polly? And Alice is working on her expose already. And And Polly's
0: in a treatment center? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Polly needs some brain help.
1: Yes. Um, and he also asks, you know, do you think we can trust Charles? And she's like, I I think so. I mean, probably. I'm guessing probably not. (laughs) Um, and then they're like, oh, the the nightmare's over. And then the freaking doorbell rings. Mm -hmm. Because no, the nightmare's not over. No one is out there. No one's there. Out on the porch.
0: Out on the porch is a bag.
1: And inside the bag is a VHS tape.
0: You have seven days
1: and jughead says famous last words
0: bum 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 and that is the end of chapter 60 dog day afternoon darlin what did you think of this episode
1: this episode was crazy
0: everything on the show happens at least one episode faster than you would expect
1: yes i was anticipating like this all like next guess what week. the
0: farms back and they're gone <gasps> Darius is is here, and he's gone. (laughs) That was so fast. There's a secret in the basement, and Tony knows it. All in one episode. Moose is here, and he's ruined.
1: Like, we didn't even wait, like, Jughead being at the school, like, two days. It was, like, the first day. And it's bad. (laughs) Um, Everything with, like, Edgar and the farm. Mm -hmm. Part of me is like, oh my gosh, that was too fast. I wish we would have stretched things out. Mm-hmm. But I also, I say that because I would have loved to have had more of this crazy, ridiculous yes. Edgar for longer.
0: I, I didn't want to make this comparison earlier, uh, because I didn't want to spoil our own recap, I guess. But I really like Edgar in this episode, and it reminds me of uh, how much I enjoyed Warden Norton yeah. when it was time for him to go out. Yeah. Because uh, like, oh, oh I, I see how this script ends, and it's time to really crank it up this week. Yes so good
1: i love how they just did it they were just <laughs> screw it everything's happening we're coming up with the most ridiculous thing about like like let's let's edgar okay mm-hmm. he's a dude that was like harvesting organs yes having a cult of the yes. spiritual thing talking Con- about
0: convincing people they were speaking to their dead loved ones
1: Like, still don't understand what his whole, like, we're gonna ascend thing was, because it was just we moved to a motel.
0: Collecting libraries full of blackmail on people.
1: I don't understand why they needed a bus full of people off a cliff as a distraction for him going up in a rocket.
0: When the rocket was there on site on the roof.
1: Yes, and he could have ascended at any point in time.
0: It's a very literal ascent. You think that's what the rocket was about? He said
1: he was going to ascend.
0: Yeah, all right.
1: He's like, I'm going to ascend. And I'm like, okay, you're flying up there. I'm
0: going to ascend at a 30 degree angle from the horizon.
1: (laughs) Okay, we've like ended Edgar. But I really hope, and I know it's probably too much to hope for, but I would love... For more information about what the hell was happening <laughs> to come out about, like, how in the world did we get from that to this with you?
0: If we don't get that, mm-hmm. I'm willing to to just write, like, the whole farm thing off as, oh, this guy was a narcissist who, who just wanted power over people.
1: It was crazy.
0: And once he had it, he had to find things to do with it because of his weird-ass brain. yeah. He probably did a lot of cocaine with all of the money he got I mean, from people yeah. giving him all of his, all of their possessions.
1: I'm just thinking, like, we need money. We need food and water and a bus. She's going to drive them tomorrow off the cliff, and uh-huh. I'm going to go up in my rocket.
0: And I doubt there was a plan for her, <laughs> you know, his daughter wife to survive <laughs> this cliff plan.
1: No, she's just going to die.
0: Yeah, and she's cool with it.
1: I just, I love it. I love that it's love so it. ridiculous. I love that he had an evil Knievel outfit. Yes. I just, it's just
0: you gotta ascend in style.
1: Yes. I was like, okay, if if this is the end of it, that is a good end.
0: <laughs> this episode is the third in the season. Yes. And it feels like the third from last.
1: <laughs> it does. It It does.
0: Not just because there's so much happening, but there's so much ending instead of things starting, you know? Yeah. I definitely enjoyed this episode. It was a heck of a trip, though.
1: Yes. Let's
0: move on uh, as this is getting pretty long because of all of that stuff.
1: There's just so much to talk about.
0: There is. There is. And one of those things we have to talk about, it's time to check your sources. Because there is a mention of mysterious secret triplets, I have to talk about Blossom 666. I guess that intro alone spoils issue two, I think, of Blossom 666. But this is a a concluded miniseries written by Cullen Bunn, art by Laura Braga. And the, the premise is that one of the Blossom twins is going to be the Antichrist. The thing is, nobody knows which. Ah. So there is some real sibling rivalry and sniping between Cheryl and Jason as they both try to, you know, do the wishes of their dark master and, and seduce the innocent uh, into their twisted ways in order to prove themselves as the true Antichrist. But, like my intro segue might have... Uh, Let on there is a third blossom triplet that they did not know about that complicates this competition between them even further Mm -hmm. This is a story that has uh, before I go any farther. I should say really strong art very uh, It's it's got like I don't want to say a a sensual quality But it kind of does it has like this really inviting softness to everything that is kind of seductive like, it, you know, pulls you in and to the the dark, creepy thing going on. So that's good. I will say I was let down by the ending. Yeah. I think at a certain point they realized, hey, we're getting some good press. Let's keep uh, some doors open for a, a possible sequel series. And I think they leaned too hard in that direction. I, I just found the ending unsatisfying.
1: Uh. Uh,
0: not conclusive enough a conclusion for my taste. Yeah. But on, on the whole, the ride to get there was was good, so. If you're interested in the premise, and you're not scared off by that forewarning that the last issue doesn't really feel too much like a last issue, eh, check it out. It's alright stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And now that brings us to uh, your favorite part of the show. Mm-hmm. Predictions!
1: Predictions!
0: Evelyn will re-enroll in Riverdale High despite being 30 years old and everyone <laughs> knows it.
1: That's right, Evelyn's alive.
0: Yeah, she she doesn't want to be, apparently. If, if the day went as according to plan, she wouldn't be.
1: Technically, we have not been confirmed that Edgar's dead.
0: You Yes, I, I did put down in my notes that Alice faked Edgar's death.
1: Oh! <gasps> Oh
0: yeah! I, I was holding off on that reaction until the end of this segment, but oh. okay, we can do that now.
1: Oh yeah! Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. She's in on it the whole time.
0: We heard shots. We did not see them. <gasps> okay. It's it's the perfect filmic language for we're saving this for later. We faked his death.
1: Yes, I kind of love this because then it explains why everything is like so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And. That there's another plan in place. Yes. And oh, I hope that's it. I hope Edgar's not dead. Or what if he is dead, but now Evelyn's the evil mastermind.
0: Or Alice is. Or like, Alice has the, been the
1: whole time.
0: If Alice faked his death, what if that's because it's part of Edgar's plan and she's furthering it? She, she was totally turned all along. Or what if she was totally down with the farm and just uh, uh, being a double agent for them and... And now she has uh, succeeded in her coup by actually killing Edgar. This is an option as well.
1: Oh, this is good.
0: Or what if she faked his death because the two of them are working against an even bigger fish, which may or may not be tied in with whatever is going on behind the scenes at Stonewall.
1: What if Charles is, is in on all of it?
0: It's episode three. Anything could happen.
1: Because, like... He's just throwing Betty into all these things, and he seems like a really bad FBI agent.
0: He seems pretty incompetent, actually, yes.
1: So, uh, what I've been predicting forever is triplets.
0: Yes, tell me about your triplet ideas now that you've gotten the first taste of that sweet validation.
1: So, we've had conversations before where you've been like, well, who are the triplets? Is it, you know, JJ and... Cheryl having a triplet, or is it the... Is it their
0: dad slash uncle slash second uncle? Yeah. Aunt?
1: Uh, I'm going with both. Ah. I've been on the both train. I think when they say, like, twins run in the family, no, it's triplets run in the family. With Um, one
0: being sacrificed in the fireplace. (laughs) Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. And I especially think that Nana Rose is referring to JJ and Cheryl and their triplet, because she was talking because to Penelope. Penelope.
0: Okay, okay.
1: I think I, I, I don't know if I ever said it on a show, but I know I had some theories about, like, well, what if Jason actually had, like, an identical? Like, there's an, another, like, because mm-hmm. that can happen, and it yeah. where like, certain, some of them are identical and some of them aren't.
0: The womb is a mysterious place.
1: So, like, what if... Jason and the other boy were identical, and that's some, like, weird shit with, like, who's dead, who's actually not mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as well. But, yes, I think it's them. I think I think that's who we're referring to. I think we're going to find out that Nana Rose, like, had to, you know, sacrifice one of her own triplets, mm-hmm. and that's why they adopted Penelope
0: oh. in the first
1: place. What if it's that the triplets always have to be two boys and a girl? And she had three boys and they had to sacrifice one of them. And then, and so then she go, go get a get spare. A spare. And like Cheryl was fine then because she, you know, was we had a girl and a boy and it was the other boy had to be sacrificed. What if? But he wasn't actually sacrificed. They like gave him away or something.
0: What if this continued through the generations? There's Juniper and Dagwood. And, and another one. Like Elm. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, totally thought of that. <laughs> yes. Totally think there's yes. another one.
0: All right, we'll see. Well, Well, and
1: what if they think that they have the twins, but like Penelope Penelope still has the other one? one.
0: What if Jason Jr. and Dagwood are different babies? Different
1: babies. Different babies. Like they got them from the farm. Mm -hmm. They didn't necessarily like... Like, Holly oh brought yeah. them. Polly ne-
0: brought two, left one behind. Uh-huh. That one's Jason Jr.
1: And then, like, we never actually uh-huh. saw them. And, like, who she got.
0: Ah, uh, That fucking makes too much sense for yeah. this show. Yeah. Okay. So, Mr. Chipping, he's not actually teaching. He's just writing a book about fucked up teens. And uh, is p- putting his students in weird situations for research purposes. Yeah. Yeah. It's really unethical. Uh, oh, also, I, I just got to my twin one, my triplet one in my notes. Uh, the, the triplet mystery, whatever it is, will be solved when we find Penelope. There will be a yeah. quest to find Penelope. Because
1: that's when we'll find out she is Jason Jr. And
0: that is is when things will come to light. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to think about something for, like, Stonewall. I feel like Brett is going to turn into, like... A crazy killer. Yeah. Like, he's gonna be like freaking Jigsaw to that school. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they'll just be like, the school will become a horror set.
0: Uh, Okay, we've met a Mr. Sourberry. Yes. We've met a Dodger. Yep. Fagin. We're (laughs) we're gonna meet someone named Sykes. We just Fagin?
1: I want to meet (laughs) Fagin. Let's go.
0: That's my prediction.
1: What's the girl's name?
0: There's girls in that? Nancy.
1: Nancy. Okay, we got we got me to meet a Nancy. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll be Nancy Drew for a crossover.
0: <laughs> Mr. Bumble. Ooh, Mr. Bumble would be a good one. That's basically all the yeah. important named characters in Oliver. Yeah.
1: What if the musical episode was Oliver? It's just
0: <gasps> Oliver. They'd,
1: what? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Jughead, oh my
0: Jughead singing The Food Glories Food <laughs> is gonna be amazing.
1: What if? Okay. What if this Stonewall uh-huh. and Riverdale High are doing their musicals at the same time, and Stonewall does Oliver, mm-hmm. and then Riverdale says, you know, something's very on trend with what they do.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yes. And, yes, Jughead has to sing Food, Glorious Food. Because <laughs> it just seems like the type of musical, like, you know, okay, we're doing cool stuff. We're doing Oliver. Mm-hmm. Which, Oliver is a good musical.
0: I would not call it cool.
1: It's not cool. But it's, I would
0: call it good. It's good. Yeah. It's not cool. No. RIP Ron Moody. Yeah.
1: That
0: was like 2, 3 years ago. It's not really a fresh wound. Uh,
1: I am excited for future FP Jelly being like closeness.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I, like f- I feel just him putting his hands on her shoulders was really sweet.
1: I feel like there there's a chance that they could get really close and jughead like misses that and gets like sad that he's like missing out
0: yeah i mean maybe not as sweet as the smooth flavor of a triple bubble but it was sweet
1: yeah that's gonna be the new drug the next the new drug this season mm-hmm. uh <laughs> that really sounded bubble. like a stefan like yeah. intro to something new
0: york's hottest drug is triple <laughs> bubble
1: uh, it's gonna be a bubble gum yeah the new drug is gonna be a type of bubble gum
0: uh huh. So you can do it secondhand when it pops.
1: <gasps> yes! Oh, <laughs> well, what if it's that, like, you get the effects of the drug because you have to blow bubbles? hmm. That, like, releases the compound or whatever.
0: Anyway, let's talk about what we do know for next week. Next week, chapter 61 is named Halloween. Uh, Halloween, of course, is named for the holiday. The holiday, but probably one of the most famous films they've taken a title from. Probably. 1978's Halloween, the foundational slasher movie, you know, with Michael Myers and all that.
1: I've heard of it.
0: Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, baby.
1: I never watched it. Uh,
0: I mean, it's got more sequels that invalidate all the other sequels than any other movie, probably. Yeah. It, It gave us the careers of both John Carpenter and Jamie Lee Curtis. In large degree. Yes. So I'm always going to be thankful for that. So it is also, of course, the Halloween special, first one ever, which is very clear from this trailer where there's a lot of people in Halloween costumes. i
1: uh, so excited. I love Halloween, in I, case you don't know.
0: I know. Everyone knows you love Halloween. Uh, we're going to see Cheryl dressed as Poison Ivy. And Tony Topaz as uh, Harley Quinn suits them both perfectly, I'd say. Uh, Also, Betty is on the phone for most of the trailer with Uh, yet another deep-voiced man.
1: Who's all like, you know who this is? Mm. I'm in the house!
0: Because Skeet Ulrich is in this show, and we haven't <gasps> referenced Scream enough I, over the years. I,
1: can he please, like, dress up for Halloween as, like, in that costume?
0: <laughs> as Ghostface?
1: Yes! That would be amazing! Or can that be Jughead's, like... Oh, that would be so Jellybean. good. Or Jellybean. What if it's Jelly? Jellybean?
0: Bean as Ghostface I don't. I so just, good. I
1: just need... Someone I need, in the Jones family. I need family. a Jones family member to dress up as that.
0: All of them. All of them. And
1: it'd be no. funny if, like, someone was, like, Shaggy. Because <laughs> of... Well, Matthew different. Lillard. Uh-huh. No. But I, I mean, like, actually as, like, the Shaggy as, as character. As Shaggy.
0: Yeah. Okay. No, uh, uh, Jellybean's gonna be Drew Barrymore from Scream.
1: Oh, and, like, die immediately. Yeah,
0: because she's been in all of these episodes for about two minutes total, yeah. so...
1: <laughs> there is a Ouija board.
0: Yes, there's a Ouija ceremony.
1: Uh, and we hear Cheryl saying that Jason's ghost is angry and haunting them.
0: I would assume this Ouija ceremony is to speak with Jason. Yes. Cheryl is in the circle... Tony it, but, is, yeah. yeah. So that's that's what we know is coming next time.
1: On the 30th.
0: Halloween Eve. Devil's Night.
1: Yeah, 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 Like, no one calls it Devil's Night anywhere, I feel like, other than in Michigan. We're from the Metro Detroit region. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't know that that was so much of, like, a thing, like a Michigan-only thing? If you call it
0: Mischief Night, you're a cop. Fuck
1: you. Because, like, when I moved here, I was like, wait, why isn't the news talking about Devil's Night? Like, that's all they talk about in Michigan. Is it not a thing elsewhere?
0: If you call it Angel Night, you're a middle-aged man trying to help your community. You're okay, I guess.
1: But I feel like it's not, like, (laughs) it's not, like, a thing? It's not
0: a thing. It's just a Detroit thing. I did,
1: like, a Metro Detroit Yes. You know, Eastern Michigan thing, and I'm like, I I didn't know.
0: It's not even in Central Michigan.
1: It's so weird. <laughs>
0: Look up Devil's Night. It's not what it used to be. I feel like even when we were kids, it wasn't what it used to be.
1: Uh, like the
0: way they talked about it in the news, it was yeah. like wow. But by the well, time we were like eight, it wasn't a big deal anymore.
1: Well, and I feel like it was the whole thing too, where they were like still talking about it, though. Is just like we have to stop everything, and it's like. Just like, calm down.
0: Just calm down.
1: Oh no, a kid egged a house.
0: It's just a little bit of arson. It's, it's all so fun fine. between good friends. It's
1: just like, meet me in St. Louis. It's the good old days. Yeah. We're burning some stuff in the streets. Killing the Broncoffs. One person. One, one person, person got it.
0: That's my goal. Have Make one person happy every episode. <laughs> a maximum of one person.
1: Aside from me. <laughs>
0: You're always the person. I'm always you're the, the person. person. <laughs> if we made you happy by accident, uh, we'd really appreciate it if you gave us a rating and review on iTunes. That, that's really helpful for us as we relaunch ourselves for the new season.
1: Uh, or other podcast listening places as well. Yes, yes. Um, you can also tell a friend. Tell those friends. Word of mouth goes a long way. Yeah. I <laughs> it <lot>. sure does. <laughs> it does we've been recording for two hours yeah
0: why is that i don't know we had two whole hours okay maybe tomorrow
1: <laughs> you with monkey's toy i'm sorry monkey you can have this in a minute we're almost done you can also follow us on social media do uh, it you
0: cowards
1: twitter at sexarchies
0: with an underscore in there.
1: S- at sex underscore Archie.
0: That's the best place to put the underscore, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, so with that, I'm Elena.
0: I'm Grant. And from us here at Sex Archie.
1: Overestimated the financial pull of your pectorals. Sugar. honey,
0: honey. It sounds like you a vocal warmup. you <laughs> got me rocking you. Put it down, girl. Sugar.
1: Ah, oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down, come on. And you got me, and you got me, and you got me.